journey here. I don't get to hear that very often. I, I used to hear it, and I'll tell you why in just a moment. But that, of course, is recognizable as something that would identify the good old United States of America to you. And I had calculated out in my head, and I'm going to have to work it out again. But uh, let's see, 224, 244 in the uh, in the 244th year of our existence. Tom Kearney recognizing the birth date of, of America, if we have one. The Declaration of Independence was, uh, I think, promulgated on this July the 4th. And, 1776. At least that's the day we've chosen to celebrate. So um, we're close to it. And as has been my want over the last oh, 10 or 15 years, we have essentially the same program, the nearest to Friday night to the uh, to the Independence Day, and in that we have uh, some uh, Independence Day trivia. And some some of the questions have been asked every year, and still haven't got an answer. So I'm I'm kind of uh, drumming, trying to drum up a a uh, case for a good old American history course so that we would know more about uh, the, our uh, Independence Day and, indeed, uh, a little bit about North Carolina history, too. I used to hear the Voice of, voice of America when I was a shortwave listener and, and their signature tune. Shortwave stations are not typically on the air all the time. They go on the air and they go off the air, and usually when they come back on about five minutes before they start broadcasting, they play what is... Uh, a kind of a signature tune for them, uh, and uh, it, it alerts the listeners to the fact that, say, the voice of Australia or the voice of America or whatever is going to be coming on the air. And the tune that was chosen by the VOA for America and heard all over the world was Yankee Doodle. And we just heard a little bit of it. Maybe maybe we can use it for a bumper tune throughout the night. We're going to have some trivia questions tonight about the Declaration of Independence, about this writing and who did it and when it was signed and those kinds of things. And we invite you to join us if you would like to uh, discuss a little bit of American uh, uh, history concerning the Revolutionary War times, that would be okay, too. The telephone number is 919-860-9783, 860-WPTF. And we invite you to join us because you will make the program work, and this will be our way of doing a, a little bit of verbal fireworks, maybe, along the way, and remembering and commemorating the Declaration of Independence, July the 4th, 1776. I know my dad used to buy a, an almanac every year in North Carolina. It was called Turner's Almanac, at least he called it that. I think it was published in Winston-Salem, and it was called Blum's Almanac. It was a a really shocking color of red-orange. But on the title page, it uh, had, it was dated by saying whatever it was in, published in the year of our Lord, such and such, and in the 224th year of American independence. And so there was a little bit of recognition uh, there. Not many firecrackers going off uh, uh, around uh, fireworks uh, because of the carnival coronavirus situation, but um, it always reminds me that I, I like the story because I'm fond of uh, the word guy, uh, and the word guy has something to do in Great Britain with the night that they shoot off their fireworks. Every, I suppose every country has an Independence Day or an anniversary or a special day or something. In France, it's Bastille Day. In the United States, it's July 4th, and in, in Great Britain, in England, it's uh, November 5th, which is uh, 
Guy Fawkes Day. And uh, the word that we have in America, uh, in the English language, which is guy, and you can have a guy as a male person, or you can have guy guys as all the people sitting at the table when the waitress says, well, what do you guys want tonight? That uh, means that e- either sex can be included in that. The word, I think, came from the fact that Fawkes, who was captured during the gunpowder plot in 1635, was a, uh, a sort of a symbol of uh, the gunpowder powder plot, and they would uh, burn effigies of uh, Guy Fawkes at, uh, on holidays, and the crowd, of course, in England would look up and say, look, there's the guy, and that's where the word guy came from. And it's on November 5th, which is Guy Fawkes Day, that England shoots off uh, all of its fireworks. So there's a little bit of trivia for you. In the trivia that we're going to ask you to answer tonight, uh, it will be as usual, and that is you cannot look up the answer. You cannot use your electronic device, regardless of what kind, whether it's a handheld, uh, smartphone, etc., cetera, uh, a PC, a Mac. In fact, you can't even pull your worn copy of uh, of the, the encyclopedia or uh, the World Almanac down off the shelf. That is, no, no written books either, but you have to come up with the answer out of your head. 919-860-9783 is the telephone number. And uh, uh, having said that, we need to run over just a little bit of the history of the uh, of the Declaration of Independence and the timeline that led up to it. And we really get serious about the timeline in the year 1763, because that's when uh, the British had defeated the, uh, the the French, had driven them pretty much out of North America, except for parts of Canada, and uh, the colonies were then free and weren't uh, imperiled by the existence of the French on their western borders and so on, and uh, they uh, began to prosper and to grow, at which time the British government, the Parliament, and the King in England sought to tax them more because the war that had gotten their uh, independence from the French had been an expensive war, the one that ended in 1763, the end of the Seven Years' War, as it was known in Europe, or the French and Indian War, as it was known in North America. Well, the colonies, uh, well, this is where you get the thing about no taxation without representation. They felt like they were being unfairly uh, treated. Uh, They didn't have any representation in the British Parliament. And uh, the, the 13 of them that existed began to grow together in uh, sharing their their being bothered by the taxes that the British uh, tried to impose, stamp taxes and, and excise taxes of one kind or another. And it was this that led to the idea that the colonies perhaps ought to attain their own independence. And uh, gradually there were... Uh, Things that happened, like the Boston Massacre and other things that uh, indicated that there might ultimately be a a violent uh, uh, retreat from being a part of the British Empire. In fact, uh, one of the best-known incidents in colonial history, the so-called Midnight Ride of Paul Revere, had to do with the the thing that is called usually the shot heard round the world, because it was uh, to... uh, a case of the British uh, finding out that the colonists had begun to store weapons and uh, gunpowder and first one thing and another, and uh, uh, the possibility of a a revolution or 
might take place. And so uh, that's why the British were massing troops in Boston and uh, presenting themselves, one if by land, two if by sea, as, as Paul Revere and William Henry, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow would have it. Uh, what I want to know for your first trivia question is on what date was the shot heard around the world fired? That was the first case of a case of demonstrative violence against a, a proper British army by uh, rebels. And I want to know when the shot was fired and where it was fired. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. We'll have other questions. You can queue up while we take this break. The Tom Curtis Show on News Radio 680 WPTF. It's Friday night. It's July 3rd. We're not very far away from July 4th, which we reckon most Americans do to be the birthday of the United States of America. And uh, the Declaration of Independence was promulgated on that day back in 1776. And so we've got a trivia question out for you. What about the shot heard around the world? And what is its connection to the Declaration of Independence and the Revolutionary War, if any? 919-860-9783-9783 is WPTF if you work out the letters. And uh, uh, Jason, who is our producer tonight, will tell us when we have somebody on the line that wants to answer the question or to participate in our program. As I indicated, perhaps you have a fuzzy idea about some part of the, uh, the business that led up to the Declaration of Independence, and so you might want to, to ask a question so you can turn the thing around and, and, and address the question to us, and that will be a way you can get admission to the program also. 919-860-9783. The Declaration of Independence uh, uh, was, as I said, promulgated on July the 4th, 1776. I think there were 56 signers. Three of them came from North Carolina. Uh, and what I would like for you to name do is name them. And again, you can't look it up now. You can't use your handheld. You can't use your PC or your Mac. You can't use the book. You have to know the names of these. I can tell you that uh, there are historical markers to to all three of them, and that the one of them had the very first historical marker, uh, those the signs beside the road that you see all over North Carolina in 1936, and his, his marker is still up. He's one of the three. Let's see if you can want to name one of those. Uh, there is uh, two dates. There are two dates on the North Carolina flag, and they both have to do with uh, the Revolutionary period and with, in fact, uh, the uh, period where we were considering and uh, ultimately declaring independence. I want to know what the two dates are and uh, what is special about each of them. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. You could, for instance, if you don't know the answer to this, you could, uh, since you cannot use any device or look it up in a book, you could go out and look at the flag flying in front of the Capitol or the State House or wherever you see a North Carolina flag. What are the two dates? Of course, that won't tell you what their special connection to the Revolutionary War was, but perhaps a friend of yours knows that, and I've neglected to admit and while you can't look it up in a book or on a machine, you can get help from another human being in answering tonight's questions. And we want to make sure we get some of them answered so we can properly commemorate uh, the anniversary of the 
birth of the United States of America. So we've got the shot heard around the world. Tell me about that. We we can uh, get you to tell us uh, the two dates that are on the North Carolina flag and what they are signify and how they are, in fact, special. 919-860-9783. And uh, don't, don't be squeamish now. Don't don't be bashful. Come on out and and, uh, and answer the questions uh, and get on the board tonight. Uh, uh, hey, Tom, we've got yeah. uh, Mark in Raleigh. Mark in Raleigh, okay. Mark in Raleigh. I think we talked yesterday, didn't we, Mark? Indeed we did. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying your show. And uh, the shot heard around the world is significant because uh, – it was the shot that started the first firing, you could say, of the revolution. And uh, it had worldwide implications because uh, a lot of people don't know that the American Revolution was a global war, which is uh, battles were fought, you know, all over the, the world. And uh, France, of course, you know, was at war with England, which was the, the bigger, better, you know, part of that as far as uh, geography. But uh, this was the shot uh, you're referring to that was fired at Lexington. And that would have been April nineteenth of uh, seventeen seventy-five. So well before. Very, the, very the, good. You know, I learned something today, though. That yeah. there's a little bit. I would have said exactly the same thing you said, and I think that's mm-hmm. right. And I've, I've actually, I don't go around visiting a lot of historical sites, but some of them I have, and I've actually right. been been on the green there and seen that. Oh, have you? I've always wanted to go. I've never been. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's uh, Lexington. It's right next door to Concord. Right. Ralph Waldo Emerson, along with Henry David Thoreau and Louisa May Alcott and people, lived in Concord. It was sort of right. America's literary center. Mm-hmm. And Emerson wrote a poem called the Concord Hymn, which yes, was a I've hymn to yeah, it was a hymn to celebrate America. And the line, uh, the shot heard around the world, is actually comes from that poem. It was written in mm-hmm. the 1830s, and so some people want to say that the shot heard around the world was actually fired at the Concord Bridge in Concord. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. truth is, I think, is you, or you and I are right, that Lexington got the first shot in, and it yes. was only, what, you, what did you say, April 19th? April 19th, that was 1775, so, you know, more than a year before. But uh, I think all of the uh, the things going on with the British, things they were doing, and, and uh, you know, impositions they were making on the people, and, you know, this, I think, is one of the critical things that really added fuel to the fire, uh, because now you've actually got bloodshed. You know, you've actually right. got people you, killed you, on yeah. both sides. But one of the uh, rumors that I've always heard, I, I don't know if they'll ever prove this true or not, was that uh, nobody was firing at each other. They were just standing there glaring at each other, and that uh, it was Samuel Adams who showed up and fired a pistol to uh, sort of get the party started, as it were. and. Uh, that way, you know, he could get them firing upon each other. So I don't know if we'll ever know if that's true or not. But you know, Samuel Adams was a real firebrand. So. All right. Yeah. And again, for for our listeners, you and I both know he's the man. The brewery was named for. Yes, I think, in fact, exactly. I think he was a brewer. Now let's go back for just a second, though, because April nineteenth, April eighteenth and nineteenth extend down to our own days, because they're properly celebrated in what town? Uh, Halifax. No, no. Halifax is, is about is about a year later. It's a the large later. town in the northeast, and they have uh-huh. this race, uh, to 26 miles, uh, whatever yards. It's a marathon. 
the Boston Marathon is run to oh, commemorate okay. Patriots Day. <laughs> Pardon me? Yeah. I said that is that is that is northeast, definitely. <laughs> yeah, right. Well I mean but we we hear about that every day but we've forgotten the connection, you know. That's yeah. That's uh, the reason they celebrate. That th that's the way they celebrate Patriots ah, Day is by running the okay. race. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Oh, great. We, uh, well, thank you so much. I always learn something new on your show. Well, thank you. As, as a, an ex-school teacher, that's that's a really good thing to happen. And, uh, yeah. And I'm <laughs> glad to talk to you yesterday, and I'm glad to talk to you today, and I hope you've been a good seed call tonight. Take care, thank Mark. Thank you so much. Have a happy fourth. Okay. The shot heard around the world, Lexington, Massachusetts, on the green. They have a statue of a Minuteman. Uh, a Minuteman was one of those colonials who was supposed to be ready in a minute to, with his gun and his stuff to, to be about, uh, uh, well, be kind of what we would call a militia, a National Guard today. And uh, it is uh, about the attempt to notify those Minutemen that Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote the poem, The Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. Now, of course, over the years, we have learned that Paul Revere didn't quite make it, but he wasn't the only one riding it. I, they, 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 on that particular night, and some of the others did, and the people in Concord where they were hiding the weapons and so on, uh, in fact, uh, were ready, and, and so the shot, the shot may have been uh, not intended to actually kill anybody, but just to, to uh, stir up things a little bit, as Mark just said. Uh, if you want to answer one of our trivia questions, I want somebody to work on the North Carolina flag question, because it really gets kind of interesting. Uh, the North Carolina state flag has two dates on it, and it just happens, although the, the, the colony existed then, and it became a state in, I think, 1789, when North Carolina, maybe it was 1790, uh, became the next to the last state of the original 13 to uh, ratify the Constitution. They were a little squirrely, a little uh, difficult about some of the things, the Bill of Rights, among other things. Uh, and uh, if you're not familiar with that, that, that means you can, there's room for you to get a good history book and read up on the, the establishment of the Constitution. But both of the dates that are on the flag, the one that flies in front of the state buildings and so on, are having to do with the Revolutionary War period and, indeed, the very period of, of a, about a year uh, before the uh, writing and promulgation of the Declaration of Independence that, that we are, in fact, talking about. There are two dates, and what I would like to know is what those two dates are symbolized, what they're significant of, and what is, in fact, I think, in both cases, something special about them. Uh, they're, they're dates, and they're important, but they're also special dates. So if you know the answer, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Tom Kearney here. We're here every night, by the way, each week, Monday through Friday, on uh, with live and in real-time radio every night between 9 and 10 o'clock. And uh, we've done a little history this week because uh, earlier this week, uh, on Monday night, Dr. Joe Cadell talked with us about the assassination of the Archduke Franz Ferdinand in uh, in Sarajevo uh, on June 28, 1914, which was kind of the spark that led five weeks later to the firing of what had become known as the Guns of August, the beginning of World War One, a, a war and a situation that it created that has not, in fact, ended yet so much of what is on our plate today goes back that far. And uh, last night, uh, 
Dean Herrick, who is the, the guide at Gettysburg, gave us a, a really good, quick run over of the Battle of Gettysburg, which took place January, uh, excuse me, July 1, 2, 3, uh, in the, the year 1863. And it was on Independence Day, 1863, that news of the Battle of Getty, uh, Vicksburg came about. We'll be back with more history after this. in News Radio 680 WPTF and also 98.5 on your FM dial on the FM side of your uh, car radio. Make sure you have one of the buttons at 98.5. Tom Kearney here. It's every 4th of July. It's actually the 3rd, but this is closest we could get. And uh, as we do on every uh, trivia night closest to the 4th of July, we have some American... Uh, Declaration of Independence, American Patriotic Trivia. And uh, that's what we're doing tonight. And we've got some questions on the board. Uh, and uh, I probably ought to put a couple more out there. Uh, in June of uh, 1776, leading to directly to calling for uh, a Declaration of Independence, uh, 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 Statesman from the state of Virginia uh, put forth a, a measure that called for the colonies declaring themselves independent. They of right and ought to be independent. He said, "What I'd like to know is this Virginian's name, because as a result of his uh, 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 measure that he proposed, a, a committee of five was established to uh, produce uh, what became the Declaration of Independence." But I want to know. If the name of the man who officially called for it. And there is a connection back to uh, one of the dates on the North Carolina flag, too. But let's see if Anthony, who usually knows a lot of this stuff, knows uh, the answer to one of our questions. Anthony, good evening. Hey, good evening, Tom. Well, I'm going to try the one with the uh, two dates, brother. Well, you know that. I know. About that. Uh, let's see if May 20, 1775 was the... Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence. Right. And April 12th, 1776, is the Halifax Resolves. Right. Now, now the thing what? about, the okay, thing about Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence, unfortunately, it was not written down. It was only proclaimed. But when the Halifax Resolves came around, they decided, hey, we better write this down. It might come in handy, so they did. Well, what I have learned, and it's interesting for people who like puzzles about the MECDEC, as they call it, the Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence, was they had a meeting, they were angry, they stated their anger, but they didn't actually call for independence per se. Right. And uh, so it, it it's not what they it purported to be. And some guy remembered it 40 years later as something that it that called for independence. And and in fact, I think he almost went so far as to say that maybe Jefferson kind of uh, borrowed some of his words in writing the Declaration of Independence from the MECDEC. But I think the historians are pretty satisfied now that something, in fact, did happen. They had a meeting, but it's not what they said it was. Now, the other thing, the the uh, Halifax Resolves, that very definitely happened, and it, I think, was the first official political entity in America to call for independence. That's right. And, uh, and they it, beat out. 
they beat out your other guy you mentioned a minute ago, but I'm not going to give that name out and spoil that for yeah. somebody. But, uh, yeah, he he kind of stood up and said, hey, no, wait a minute, we can't have North Carolina getting ahead of us. Yeah, well, but he did put the word, put into words at the meeting of the Continental Congress. We should give him credit for this. What the, the uh, Halifax Resolves had already said, and that date very definitely did happen. And so, it did. Uh, but, but, uh, uh, now, I did want to give you a piece of trivia here. You had talked about the midnight ride back in 1775. Right. Okay, the three men that are basically identified with that were Paul Revere Dawes and a guy named Dr. Samuel Prescott. It was Dr. Samuel Prescott, a medical doctor, that actually got through and did not get turned around uh, with that midnight ride. But in the old uh, adage of, uh, listen, my children, and you will hear the midnight ride of uh, Paul Revere, Man, it would not have rhymed with uh, Dr. Sam Prescott. <laughs> that would have been well, terrible poetry, man. Well, there, there recently is a brand new biography of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow out in it, among other things, reminds us of that. I, I read the review is what I did, but that probably Paul Revere was probably chosen because it, re, it rhymed with year. And Paul Revere was much more famous for his profession. Do you know, you know what his profession was? Oh... I'm not sure. I, was he a tanner? He was a silversmith. Okay, silversmith. Paul Revere made really nice uh, 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 metalware. What, what am I trying to say? The stuff you use okay. on your table when you really fancy stuff. And he gotcha. was very well known, and he was a leader of the community. But uh, also, his name happened to revive. With, re, uh, I'll be okay. Happened to. Rhyme with uh, the midnight year of Paul Revere. <laughs> I'm having trouble. My tongue is tied tonight. Don't you worry about that. Uh, but yeah. anyway, my students asked me one time. Said, "Well, uh, how would you rhyme Sam Prescott?" And I said, "Now this is clean." Now and I said, "Well, upside your head with a big knot." The guy who wrote the midnight <laughs> rhyme was Dr. Sam Prescott. <laughs> so I kind of left it at that, and they kind of looked at me and said, "Man." You've been at work too long. <laughs> well, well, I like doing it on this program or wherever to do it for people to know that the Patriots Day, the thing that produces the Boston Marathon, and you know about, was it about 10 years ago when they had the terrorist attacks there? Yeah. And I, I listened all day to all the you know, broadcast about it. In fact, they, they, they caught the guy who was hiding in the boat, I think, on Friday night during my shift. And uh, and wow. I, I, but all day I had never heard anybody actually say why Boston had Patriots Day and why they celebrated it on that day. Now, of course, they have, they were a, a patriotic center and could have celebrated it just about any day, to tell you the truth. But uh, the reason they celebrated it on April 18th, 19th is to commemorate the midnight ride of, of what did you say, doctor? the doctor's name was? Dr. Sam Prescott. Prescott, okay, fine business. <laughs> We can have a little no, fun. No, it does not rhyme with Paul Revere. Sorry about that. Right. Well, you know, what it is. You've, you've been close enough to this history to know that when you get real close to it, it uh, doesn't always look as attractive or exactly as, as precise as it might look when you're a little bit far away. I don't think there was any lying going on, but the essence of, you know, like the d discussion that I mentioned earlier about when they talk about the shot heard around the world, are they talking about something that happened on Lexington Green 
or are they talking about the poem that Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote in the 1830s that right. refers to a shot heard around the world? And I, I, I'm going with Lexington Green because some shot, whatever the reason it was fired, was actually fired there. But as always, Anthony, I'm, I'm glad to talk to you. I, I well, know, you, uh, um, you opened up your show with Yankee Doodle Dandy. And if I'm right. right on this, that song was written by George M. Cohan, was it not? I don't think so. Uh, oh, there, you don't. No, there is a there, there is a version of Yankee Doodle Dandy, but the 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 song that mind your mind the music and your steps and let the with the girls be handy was actually and, and don't smack me down here was actually a kind of a British song that was intended to make fun of the colonists. Because they were trying to say that the colonists were all trying to dress up like Italians, who were the fashion, fashionable people at that time, and uh, and, and wow, the girls, you know, with the with the with the uh, wear fancy clothes and a fancy hat and everything, Yankee Doodle Dandy, you know, this is what they're talking about. Gotcha. Uh, George M. Cohan did was born on July the fourth, I think. I don't think he made that up just for to to write better songs. And of course, we we have a wonderful movie with Jimmy Cagney, where we can. And I'm and I'm pretty sure that not every scene or word in that movie is true. But but Cohen well, was proud of being born on the fourth and proud of, of being patriotic. There's a statue of George M. Cohan standing in Times Square in New York, so I guess it's still there. <laughs> Give my regards to Broadway. Remember me at Harold Square. Right. And, and he wrote over there, and he was. Contributed a lot of music to the background of World War One. It was one of the first times that they really went into publicizing a war. You know, where they had a press agent to to, to drum up uh, enthusiasm for the, the troops and everything. But uh, he was he's worth knowing about, and I hope they show some version of Cohan's movie tomorrow because that boy could dance too. Uh, he could. Yeah. He could. And you, you, you don't really think of him that way because the movies, other than that movie, the movies he's famous for is being usually a criminal of some sort and mildly demented at that. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any of his young movies, uh, uh, movies made when he was young, you know, where he's a prisoner or something like that, and just uh, uh, really a dangerous person. But One more given thing, and I'll let you go. Okay. Um, July 2nd, 1776, was the actual date that John Hancock signed the uh, Declaration of Independence. And on the 4th, they sent it out to all the colonies. And it right, took about probably, a month to get back. On August 2nd, everybody else signed it. So right. uh, it's one of those deals. There's this Hampshire to Georgia. So they did it. But uh, anyway, there was a quote, I think, in the American pageant history book that Ben Franklin says, oh, July 2nd will be a day we'll remember in history. I'm thinking... Uh, shove it on down two more days, Ben. It'll be July 4th, bro. <laughs> that doesn't sound quite as important to me as the 4th of July. The but no, you're exactly, you're, you're exactly right. And uh, the, that's why I've been using the word of fancy word promulgated on July 4th. I don't know right. exactly what that means, but I think it covers most of the, the things that we're trying to say tonight. And you're exactly right. It was August 2nd when most of the people, I think there were 56 who signed it, when most of the people did in fact sign it, and we're gonna we're gonna slip out here. But All you've right. Given us a, we, wait, hold on. You've given us a segue, and that is I still don't have the name of any one of the three North Carolinians who 
signed the Declaration of Independence, who signed for North Carolina. But thanks, Anthony, and have a good day tomorrow. All right. Have a nice fourth, Tom. Okay. Take care. Mm-hmm. Anthony, one of our regular callers, a member of our radio family, Tom Kearney with our Friday Night Trivia Show, commemorating the 4th of July tomorrow, and the, I figured it out, 244, I think, is the number. It will be the 224th anniversary, I think, or 225th. I never can figure out how to do that, but but it's in the neighborhood, and we're commemorating it here. And I just gave you the question. Three North Carolinians signed the Declaration of Independence. Who were they? Now, here's a question that doesn't have to do with North Carolina, but does have to do with the Declaration of Independence. Um, uh, Doug Maddox, our stamp and coin dealer who deals in, in other paper material, told me one time that the most valuable signature, the one that you'd have to pay the most to get, it, get in, in American signatures, was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. Who would that be and why, probably, is this signature so valuable? We'll be back. 949 and News Radio 680 WPTF 98.5 FM. Tom Kearney with the Tom Kearney Show. We're here every night, Monday through Friday. I do a little promoing here. Monday night, uh, Tim and Steve, the computer guys, are going to be on. And uh, on Tuesday night, Tony Rigsby. Our sports guy is going to come in and talk about, well, among other things, the cancellation of the minor league baseball season, which I'm pretty sure came very close to breaking his heart, and all the other things that have to do with suspended sports schedules. So we're going to talk sports with Tony Rigsby on Tuesday night. So we hope you will uh, will join us for one of those nights. If you can join us tonight, 919-860-9783. We're looking for the name of the man who who proposed the resolution calling for uh, the uh, Declaration of Independence uh, from Great Britain in, I think it was June 7th, I believe, in the year 1776, and they appointed a committee right away to write up uh, a declaration, and it was done in due course. It didn't take very long, and uh, there were five guys on that committee, and what I want you to do is to tell me as many names as you can of the five guys that wrote the the Declaration of Independence. I guess you could say that one of them wrote most of it, but all of them got to uh, to kibitz and make a few errors and say put a period here instead of a comma or whatever. But So what we want to know is who proposed the resolution calling for independence, and once we had that resolution, a a committee was appointed by the Continental Congress to write up a declaration uh, to the, the British government stating why we were declaring our independence, and uh, what were the reasons for it, which was not always done. A lot of usually, uh, uh, the independence was something that was accomplished uh, in some kind of war and rationalized in different ways. But here, what we have is an explanation, and it produced one of the certainly two greatest documents in American history: the Declaration of Independence. Uh, uh, is one of the things I would say that would be on the list if you had to pick the most important uh, documents, and the, of course the Constitution would be the other. And as we said last night when we were talking about the, the Battle of Gettysburg, later, after the battle took place in July and in November, Abraham Lincoln came and made the, uh, the Gettysburg Address, which I think would be number three on that list. And what we'll have to do one night is have a sit down where we can talk about it and decide what other great speeches uh, 
that have been made in American history. William Jennings Bryan's Cross of Gold speech, for instance. Uh, Abraham Lincoln had two or three speeches. His inaugural addresses were are worthy of being in the book, so to speak. And uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, among others. But that's for another night. 919-860-9783. You still have a chance to tell me one or two or three. There were three North Carolinians who signed the Declaration of Independence. We have had no answers to that, and we should be able to come up with, with one name or two or three, if you can get them. Those were the three that signed the Declaration of Independence. Who proposed the resolution calling for a Declaration of Independence from Great Britain? And then who were on the committee? Uh, I would expect you could get three of Three of them are really famous. The other two are not so famous. So we'd probably give you full credit if you just got three. But if you got all five, all we'd give you a gold star right in the middle of your forehead. So 919-860-9783 if you know the answer to one of those. One of the things that I think when you encounter this material, and I try to do it uh, sometime around every July 4th, is to read up a little bit more on America's Revolutionary War history. About five or six years ago, a friend of mine asked me to give a talk to a group, knowing that I was an ex-history teacher, on uh, the early days of America, the Revolution, and the Articles of Confederation, and the creation of the Constitution, and I really uh, uh, found out that I had gotten a little cold on it. I needed to do a little review it. And I think uh, when we talk about America, the land of the free and the brave, and and look up to George Washington and uh, Alexander Hamilton, who is justly famous uh, for some other reasons these days, uh, James Madison, a friend of mine told me that when he was locked in uh, during the uh, the virus period, which we are still in, he had chosen to read a book he'd had for a time, a biography of James Madison. Uh, but uh, that's the kind of thing that, that I think I've ended up doing some, too, is trying to catch up on some reading and reminding me of things that I perhaps had lost a complete grasp of. We've still got a chance. Are we going to, is somebody going to do it? We need one or two or three names. Uh, three names. There are three names because there are three North Carolinians were three people who signed for North Carolina, the Declaration of Independence. And I think all three of them actually signed on August 2nd, the date that Anthony pointed out, because they, as he said, they, they promulgated, they sent the Declaration around to be read to citizens and to troops, having sent it out officially on July 4th. Uh, and uh, But we, uh, we had three North Carolinians who signed it. We have the name of a very famous man with a very famous last name who uh, proposed the motion calling for a declaration of independence to to confront the British government straight in the face with charges as to why the colonies thought they of and ought to be free, and, uh, and so there would there would in fact be a declaration of independence. And then once that motion had passed, a a committee of five was set up to uh, to write the Declaration of Independence, uh, and I said uh, two of them are, no, three of them are famous, three of them, two of them are not so famous, but they were on the committee and they were part of it. If you can get three, I would, would think that you would probably get a passing grade for sure. If you got two more, you would get a gold star. 
919-860-9783. Well, I'm going to push this to the last second here. We've got about a minute left, and if your finger is really fast, you could dial. I know you don't dial your telephones, but you could punch the number in, as my friend, one of my friends used to say, who, who was one of our producers. But in any case, what we've done is accomplish, I hope, another night. We had some good callers. Of being a reminder of the history of the United States, the 225th birthday, I believe that's right, it's 224, 225, I never know exactly how you count the one that you're turning on, but that's in the area, since 1776 to the year 2020, uh, the history of the United States, and celebrating that birthday and commemorating it by having some questions that deal with, and, and I always regard trivia questions as kind of left-handed teaching, and that is you're actually learning something and it's kind of sneaking up on you. That's our program for tonight. We've already told you what we're going to do on Monday and Tuesday of next week, and we'll fill out the schedule, and we'll be here every night, Monday through Friday, on News Radio 680 WPTF.